guys, it's Eva, and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, break, comment, all greatly appreciated. And yeah, we are going to jump right into this. We are discussing West Side Story. I cannot contain my excitement to discuss this. Like I am genuinely really excited to talk about this movie. But before we jump right in, have some warnings. This is a solo hosted show. It is just me. So we're going to go all over the place. Probably going to repeat myself. All those good things. So like if that's not your vibes, feel free to stop the podcast here. Also, there will be spoilers for everything related <laughs> to a side story so spoilers for the movie that I'm assuming we all watched even probably spoilers for the movie that came out previous to this and all that good jazz so make sure you buckle up and we are going to hop right in so yes as I was saying I am excited to talk about uh West Side Story If you've listened for a while, I always say this, but if you've listened for a while, then you know that um, one of my favorite genres, I will, I guess, if you will, is uh, musicals. I love musicals. I may get on here and talk about shows that just spontaneously burst in the song for like one time and then never again and complain about it. That's not a musical. Those, that irritates me. on all get out but like actual real like musical type like shows musical movies musical plays like all of that I love and I've talked about some musicals um on this podcast before I haven't really um done any recently (laughs) but like it is my favorite thing and so when we talk about musicals West Side Story is up there for me is literally probably like my top three favorite I I say this all the time about um like musical films that I can literally tell you where I was and what I was doing the first time I saw like the musicals that I love and uh the I believe it's 1961 version of West Side Story the film like I can watch it all the time and it's also very long this this 2021 version (laughs) was long but it's also um very long but it's just like I don't know what it is and why but it's kind of like one of those things yeah it's kind of based on like the story of Romeo and Juliet but then there's just so many different layers in the story overall with the singing um layered into it and it just I don't know. I love it. I love the songs. I love the story. It's a very tragic story, <laughs> but I love the story and I just love watching it over and over and over again. I think the last time I watched it was probably, it was last year for sure when everything was shut down and you guys know I kind of went through and was just watching literally everything. So I think that was the last time that I watched it. But when I heard that they were remaking, um, West Side Story, the film, I was like, huh, I don't know how I feel about that. Because generally, I usually don't, I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, just leave it alone, don't touch it. But for the most part, like, depending on what it is, I'll at least give it a try because 
you know, the way that life works, everything is recycled anyway. And we, like, at least in the music industry and in the um, music industry, <laughs> it's also there too, but in the film industry and the television industry, like, a lot of the times we're retelling stories that have already been told, whether we're remaking, like, originals or we're budging up the story a little bit and telling a new story in air quotes but it's like a similar theme that we've seen before so like everything in general is recycled so a lot of times when I see people freaking out because something is being remade it's kind of like I mean everything is is remade in some way so it is what it is but also and I kind of talk about this if you listen to any of my episodes on the um Disney remakes like and those are, are being remade like live action so we have these cartoons or animated movies that are being remade um live action with like real live actors which is something that I always say in those episodes it's like when you're watching you're like oh what would this look like if it was actual live people and so like that gets me excited um but with West Side Story I kind of was hesitant because like I said this is one of my favorite um musicals and I never really thought about it needing to be like remade or retold or reshaped and then when I found out that Steven Spielberg was behind was directing this I was like I don't know how I feel about that because like the Steven Spielberg that I know and everyone can have multiple layers because we're multi-layered people but the Steven Spielberg that I know like I just could not imagine him doing a musical and I don't know it just it just was not computing for me and so going into this I'm going to be very transparent I was ex I was excited but I did not go in with very high expectations I don't think I really got excited about this movie until about a month or two ago it was whenever they dropped the first um trailer teaser I was like oh okay like I peeped I perked up a little bit and then when they dropped the first um official trailer I was like okay <laughs> I think I'm kind of excited to see this like I was going to see it anyway because like it's what I story about <laughs> I was even more excited to see it and so uh before I get more into my thoughts on this let's talk about some numbers because we are talking about a movie I did see this in the theater so I do have some numbers for you guys um this so let's see let's start with Rotten Tomatoes so the critics score 93% audience score 95% cinema score a it makes I mean this makes sense to me <laughs> I'm gonna really try not to be biased for this first section but everything else after this I'm probably gonna be super super biased um, but yeah so domestically opening weekend um, the movie did about 10.5 million and open like it hasn't even been a full week yet this is literally being recorded the week after opening weekend um and then to date total very disappointing so opening weekend is disappointing 10.5 million is a disappointing number um to date total is 16.1 million which is very disappointing it's a very disappointing um number for opening for a film like this with a budget of 100 million you we would expect it to do and also the star power behind it which we're going to talk about in a minute 
um, we would expect it to do. Well, I guess it would, but there are some stars in here that you would think could possibly pull in some people. But, um, and then there's just also controversy as well. We're going to get into all the things, but <laughs> just for it to have only made 10.5 million opening weekend is very, is a very disappointing number. And so, of course, you see all the articles that are like, oh, West Side Story flops in theaters and all of that. And you're talking about a time we're in the holiday season. So there are, I talked about this in the previous episode, but there are a ton of um, movies and things dropping in December. And I was talking about like, usually December is quiet for me, but like, no, everyone is dropping all the things because everyone, I guess, is expecting for everything that's going on with um, like COVID situation and all of that to be like kind of ramped down by now so that's kind of how I feel like everyone planned their releases um but now we're in a whole new situation with this new variant that's happening so I have a feeling some of that is drawing down or like preventing people from going to the theater to watch this because you have it's only available in the theater so you have to go to a movie theater to watch it um so I think that's part of it I also think some of maybe possibly potentially I don't I don't see it being a big draw but there could potentially be some people not wanting to see it based on controversy around Ansel Elgort who is one of the stars in this I can't see it playing that big of a role but that could potentially be what it is also this is a musical West Side Story like to me West Side Story is everything but to other people especially because it is a musical it may not be like something that everyone's going to run out and go see like Spider-Man Far From Home, which is coming out literally this weekend, which I cannot wait to finally watch it so that I can get it out of my system. My gosh. But anyway, so I think there are a couple of things that could possibly be playing into why this performed um, low or not as well as we would expect something like this to perform. Also, like Steven Spielberg, you hear Steven Spielberg behind a musical and I can see how that can also have people like uh I don't know I'll wait to see what people say about it so I don't know it can be a multitude of things that are contributing contributing to why this had a 10.5 million opening weekend with that being said let's talk about who's in this so as I said we have Ansel Elgort in this he um, is starring as our Tony in the movie. We also have Rachel Zegler, who is Maria. I have, I don't know if, the, I don't think this is her first thing that she's been in. She's been in some other films, but this was kind of like the, my introduction, at least to her singing, which we're going to, we're going to talk about in a hot second. Ariana DeBoe, DeBoe, you guys know I messed up names so bad, especially when I like look at them on the screen. And for some reason, my brain and mouth just do not connect. <laughs> but Ariana DeBose, hopefully I said that right. She's playing Aranita. Um, actually just saw her in Schmigadoon. I think that's what the show is called on Apple Plus which was a very weird, but also slightly interesting show <laughs> that I did not talk about on here. Like I said, guys, I watched, I watched a ton of stuff. I don't talk about it all on here, but that's what I recently saw her in. Um, we have Rita Morena, Moreno, who um, is actually from the 
61 version of or original, I shouldn't say version, original um, West Side Story film. And she was original, originally Anita and she's playing Valentina in this, which is a new um, role that was created for this version of West Side Story. We have Brian Darcy James, who plays Officer Krupke. And we have Corey Stahl, who plays Lieutenant Shrink, which I was like, when I saw him on the screen, I was like, okay, I know it's Corey Stahl. But then I kept being like, but that wig, they did a good job <laughs> with, the, with his wig because you can tell that it was a wig because we all know he's bald. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I, every time he came on screen, I was just looking at it like, can you tell that that is not his real hair? It was a really good wig. So shout out to um, everyone in hair and costume because it was, it was, it was really good. <laughs> and then we had um, David Alvarez who played Bernardo and Mike Feist, or Feist who plays our riff. And of course, I said this was directed by Steven Spielberg, and um, the screenplay is by Tony Kushner. And yes, I always, you guys can never probably tell, but I always am anxious about <laughs> saying all the actors' names, because I'm like, I know I'm going to screw someone's name up. But anyway, it is what it is. So let's talk about this. I just want you guys to know that this was so beautifully done. From the beginning to the end, again, I saw this, I mean, you have to see it in theaters. So I saw it in theater. I saw it in IMAX. I went on Friday to a matinee show. So the theater was not that full, but it was a good handful of people who were in the theater. And literally, as soon as the credits rolled, everyone was clapping, <laughs> which I really only expect in like Marvel movies <laughs> and not in something like West Side Story. But it was so, oh my gosh, it was so beautifully done. Like I found myself literally holding back tears at moments multiple times, especially towards the end. And even for like the 1961 version of West Side Story, I get emotional. So like <laughs> this isn't an anomaly, like this happens, but like it just speaks to how beautifully well done this was to me. I've seen some articles talking about like reviews and what they thought about the movies or about the movies, about the movie and even getting down to like breaking it down by actor. And I saw some, a weird, it was, a, I can't, I don't even remember what site it was on, but they were talking about Ansel and they were like, oh, he sucked. He wasn't that great. He was unrememberable. He wasn't rememberable. And I was, I was stopping. I was like, I don't know what you guys were watching, but Literally, I thought everyone did great. I did have some concerns when we first see Tony and Maria meet at the dance because Ansel is tall. <laughs> He's like really, really tall. Um, and if you're waiting for me to talk about like the allegation stuff, that's going to come towards the end. So you can either skip to that or you can just listen and wait till I get there. But we're going to talk about the movie first. Um, but anyway, so... When he first shows up and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so tiny. Oh my gosh, he's so tall. And I don't know why that was like standing out to me, but I think that they did great adding in like that line where they acknowledge the fact that he is really tall. 
because it kind of is like, oh, okay. And for some reason, some type of witchery, you just accept it and you kind of forget about the height difference. At least that's the way it happened for me. And so once they said that, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and it was kind of like, it is what it is. And I was fine with it. But the choreo, okay, there are so many things that I want to say. So in the 1961 version, like it's very much, cause this is based off of like a Broadway play. And so like on stage, you're kind of limited to like what you can do. And then in 1961, I mean, it was 1961. <laughs> so I don't know like what all their resources were, but it's still as far as like the spacing and locations and all that. While we did see um, like good like outside shots, some of the inside shots were really tight and I think the thing that the um, this version of West Side Story utilized really, really well was location. Another thing that really stood out to me um, in this one versus the 1961 version is that in 1961, like, yeah, we knew people lived. <laughs> people outside of, like, the characters who we were following lived in this area. But you never really saw a lot of people on screen. Whereas uh, in this version or in, um, yeah, in the 2001 version, it was just people everywhere. And 1961 version is in black and white, whereas this version is in color. <laughs> that seems so, I don't know why that seems so dated. <laughs> this version is like full of cover, cover, full of color. And so, I mean, the bright, color just stands out even one of the scenes that sticks out to me is at the dance and so you have like the um jets and like everyone who they associated with and who they who we're gonna call the white people <laughs> they were all in like these muted blues and like greens and stuff like that whereas the sharks and everyone um who is part of our Latino community or Latinx community or like in like reds and like it was like a maroonish brown type of a color. I don't know, it was really, really bright. Like that stood out to me on the screen when they when we saw like that um it wasn't really an aerial shot, but it was kinda like a wide shot of everyone on the dance floor. And then the scene um when they do the song I Wanna Live in America, like that song, oh my gosh, I loved that entire thing, because that's one of my favorite um, like performances on the 1961 version. But like, I think they took that and they really utilized the space and the people, and it just felt so much lively. Because I believe in the 1961 version, they were like on a rooftop, um, and it was right after the dance. Whereas this one is during the day, and it starts in the apartment, and then it, it makes its way down to the street or like they start in front of the apartment and they make their way through the streets all the way and the whole thing just happens in the street and they stop traffic like I was like oh my gosh this is so wonderful <laughs> so like I don't know I really really enjoyed the performances and the way that they used the locations in a way to make it feel just like full of life and I don't know, and I don't know if it's because it was way more people who you saw on screen throughout from the beginning all the way through. 
it's not the last screen the last or the ending it's not really a lot of people because like that all happens in front of docks and there's really no one out on the street but like during the day the people are out <laughs> and you can tell the people are out and it just makes everything feel full of life so i really appreciate that the choreography oh my gosh and the just the use of like i love when like the choreography is like good but then it's also like they take into account the costuming and they really um made good use of like the costume and the dresses and like and i think that even more so hyped up like and made it noticeable what they were wearing and all the colors and all that so i appreciate it a lot um the singing what's her name rachel girl every time she opened up her mouth i felt my eyes like welling up i was like oh my gosh her voice is gorgeous <laughs> it is beautiful definitely i would say standout voice of the entire cast her voice was just oh my gosh it was so good and also like i know he um has put on music before and i always thought it was weird because like my introduction to him as i'm sure as everyone's introduction to him was through acting had no clue he could sing and he started putting out music and his voice is just really 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 deep so it's kind of like a shock at first when you first hear him sing because you're like oh my gosh your voice is really really deep and i don't know i guess you're not really expecting it and so coming into this i don't know what i was expecting but her voice was so so good that with his voice, it just worked. <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I told you guys, this is probably going to be a very, very biased <laughs> discussion. So, like, if you were not feeling this movie at all, <laughs> you probably already turned it off by now. But, like, I'm sorry, but I, I really, I really don't know what to tell you because I was just, I was just so in love with everything that was going on on the screen. And... I really don't have a lot of um, complaints about this movie overall. Um, another one of the performances that they changed um, from the 1961 version was the I Feel. They changed a lot of the um, performances, but the I Feel Pretty one is another one that really stood, stood out to me as well because she performs that in the original while she's at work. But like this version... Like, the work, like, everything just felt bigger. Like, the work area felt big, bigger. The performance felt bigger. They made it feel, this performance feel richer, if that makes sense, than it did in 1961. Um, because it was just, like, it seemed like they were working in, like, they were seamstress or something like that. Whereas in this version, they were, like, at a department store. So it was all this space. It was all this, like, luxury and all the mirrors and the good use of the mirrors and all that, like, it's just all really, really worked. Um, the one thing I will say, because I talk about this all the time and everything that I talk about is um, how quickly like people fall in love or whatever. Let's talk about the actual story of West Side Story. <laughs> While I love this musical, it is a very, 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 very tragic story of like kids who literally fall in love with each other overnight. <laughs> which to me is very unrealistic. And this kind of goes along the same lines where they're like just willing 
to lose it all and risk it all for each other after meeting literally at a dance, which to me is unrealistic. But the, the tragedy of the story is that the deaths that happened, so um, Bernardo, uh, Tony, and Riff, like all that was avoidable <laughs> in a way. And even up to like the one thing that I, one of the differences, so I mentioned that Valentina is a new character because in the 1961 version, we had Doc who was kind of like the refuge place for um, Tony. Tony lived downstairs and then also like the Jess would come there. But in this version, we have Valentina um, and she's like gotten a lot of backlash because she ended up marrying someone who was white and um, so she was getting like pushback from both sides because she didn't really, she didn't really, she doesn't really feel accepted where she is. And it still kind of like talks to her crazy. These kids, like it couldn't be me, but <laughs> they still talk to her crazy. But she also gets pushed back from like people in her own community because like she married, like, I guess you say she married outside of her race, which I don't know. This, and I'm also happy that we didn't like try to put this. West Side Story story in to 2021 times because there's just I don't know that was the, also the one thing that I was like oh are they gonna try to change the timing that this takes place because a lot of what happens happens based on like and even though some of it is still going on today like issues of race and all of that is still going on today but like a lot of what was going on in the 1961 version and the musical in general is a lot related to what was going on at that time with migration, which is like still things that we deal with today, but like even more so, it's kind of like the earlier days and it makes sense. So me personally, I was happy that we didn't try to like change the time that this took place in and try to be like, oh, let's make it more current and all that, like no, because then we wouldn't get the cool costumes and all that. And then the story really, really wouldn't make sense if you think about it, because the whole issue was that Tony approached Bernardo's sister, which kind of like kicked off this already brewing war that was kind of happening between the um, Puerto Ricans and the um, Jets. So there's that. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so we kind of talked about the story and the place or the timing of the story and how tragic tragic the story is and how these deaths could have been avoidable. Okay, you know, sometimes you gotta get yourself back there when it's just you. So I was saying all that to say, so the scene that happens between um, Anita and the Jets after Bernardo and Riff die, and she goes to Doc's to warrant, to tell Tony that Maria is gonna be late, but then the Jets like accost her and she ends up lying saying that Maria is dead, which is like totally unavoidable. Even I'm still like, all this was unavoidable. No one would listen. But like also, I felt like even still to this day, regardless of which version you look at, it's very drastic to be like, oh, well, you could tell him that she's dead, even though she's really not, because he would find out that she's not dead. So I don't know. I just always felt like that was a super dramatic response to say like she's dead, but anyway, 
Um, so one of the differences is like in this version, Valentina was very clear and was like, you heard her call them rapists. They tried to assault her on all of that. I kept saying in my head, watching that scene, like, kick them out. <laughs> kick them out. But like, I don't know. I thought it was very interesting that that was, um, they wanted to make it very clear that their behavior was disgusting, not tolerated, and that they were sexually assaulting a woman and therefore raping her. And it was kind of like a lot was happening um, in that scene because, I mean, actually, I don't know what this is rated. It's probably rated, well, it hasn't got in it, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's rated PG-13. But um, uh, it was very much so, because it's still a musical, so it's like still kind of like a dance element to everything that they do on the screen. And so I guess if you're watching it, you're like, what are they doing? Because you can't really tell, because they just all kind of like pal on top of her, and then Valentina shows up. And then she accuses them of raping her. So, I don't know. It was, it was a very, like, interesting moment. And it was very interesting that they made sure to be, like, specifically for Valentina to call them out and call them rapists. So, that was definitely different from the 1961 version, for sure. Um, but, yeah. So, she tells them to tell Tony that Maria is dead. And so then, of course, Maria goes out there and he's looking for uh, Chino, which poor Chino. They made Chino kind of cute <laughs> in this version. I was like, oh, Chino's not that. Chino's not a bad looking guy. Um, but uh, especially when you pull the glass off, it's like, oh, I'm here for business with that gun. Like, all of it was avoidable. If I don't understand why the gun was left there like it was. Didn't make sense. And of course, Chino picks it up. And then Maria tells, or not Maria, Anita tells them to tell Tony that Maria is dead. And so then that causes Tony to go out and be like, I'm here, Gino, kill me too, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, he sees Maria because, like, Maria's not dead and Chino kills him. And so Chino's going go to go to jail. <laughs> it's just, like, a very, very tragic thing um, to do. Or a very, very tragic story with a very, very tragic outcome. Like, there is no happy ending in this story. But it's still just, a, it was still a beautifully done um, reimagination of West Side Story. So, like, I feel like they took liberties and made changes where it made sense to make changes. Just because, like, it's been, oh my gosh, can I do math? Eva, can you do math? 60 years? <laughs> You can correct me if that's wrong, but I feel like it's been 60 years since the 19, 1960, yeah, 1961 version um, to now. So definitely like that version versus today definitely most likely has problematic things in it that need to be changed. And I feel like they did like for this to be Steven Spielberg, I, I keep saying I was so like pleasantly surprised because I just thought it was gorgeous from beginning to end. So is that everything that I have for my love fest of West Side Story? I'm looking at my notes. I think so. I talked about this two, over two and a half hours. Talked about the overall tragedy that is the story. We talked about the height between 
Tony and Maria, and the, but the chemistry was also good. Even like Anita and Bernardo, like love their chemistry as well. Everyone just did good, like performing, dancing, singing. But I will continue to say that Rachel girl, <laughs> your voice is stunning. So beautiful, it was so beautiful. Definitely standout voice of the entire cast, hands down. Like, you can't even rebut it. Okay, let's get to the part that some of you have probably been waiting for, which is to talk about the allegations. So, I'm going to be completely transparent. I have not been following the story. Um, to be even more transparent, there's just been a lot going on in general, and I'm sure everyone could say the same thing, whether it's your personal life, like the media, like politics, like everything just seems to be in this um, super hypersensitive mode and everyone seems to be really, um, what's the word, divisive. Like everything just seems really divisive. And so for me personally, that means that I no longer continue to consume things that do not make me feel um, like good. <laughs> so uh, in doing that, a lot of like reading blogs and watching a lot of like videos and stuff around what's going on in the entertainment industry and stuff like that. I just have really, really scaled back on doing that. And so I remember when these allegations against Ansel first came up. Um, and when I heard, it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's horrible if this is what really happened because. We're kind of at a point of time where everyone is ready to, and I'm all about accountability. Like I talk about this all the time. And when I talk about some of the shows that we um, discuss on this podcast, but like, it's at a point where everyone is ready to just be like, you're done. Like your career is done. You're getting no more money. You're losing your house. You're losing your family. Like everything is done. And you could have just done something that I would probably consider minor or something that uh, initially, like, no one has all the details about. It's just like, we heard um, that this person did this and it's just like, done. That person is done. Like, everyone's ready to just essentially take that person out of the game, whatever they're in. It could be politics. They could be an actor. They could be a musician. They could be in sports. It doesn't matter if people think you're in the wrong, like they're ready to jump on you hardcore. Again, I'm all for accountability, but I'm kind of like one of those people who approach things from, I would say, a more measured approach, which really hasn't been the case, um, especially the last couple of years, because it's just been literally as soon as you hear whatever it is, everyone's ready to pounce and everyone's at a hundred. So saying all that to say, and like, we're, we're going to be real transparent. We're going to get really, really real here because, um, this has just been something that's been on my mind in general for like the last back half of this year, just how like divisive and quick and just how amplified everything seems to be even more so now than I think it's ever been. But when every, when these allegations first came out, I remember hearing it. I didn't really read the articles. I remember seeing um, 
the headlines for it. Mind you, this is 2020. I want to say this was summer 2020. So things were starting to kind of open up a little bit. And so I was kind of like, oh, trying to live my best semi-open life outside for summer and wasn't really paying attention to things. But also I felt like it didn't really last that long because I didn't hear anything else about it. Fast forward to now, mind you, didn't hear anything else about it after the initial, like I initial heard or saw the headlines about the um, allegations against him. Therefore, I forgot and I'm being completely 100% transparent just because like I have actual things happening in my life that I'm, are, I, I would say I'm paying more attention to and I can't be someone out here trying to hold people accountable for things when I don't really personally know them. So I think it's reasonable that if I haven't seen anything about it, I probably would forget about it. And again, going back to the beginning when I was talking about um, hearing that this movie was happening, I was already kind of like, ah, I don't know. And, and I wasn't really that excited until I started seeing trailers. But by this time, I hadn't heard anything else about the allegations against Ansel. And so once I see the movie, you guys already know what I thought about the movie. And in doing my post-movie research, then I started seeing all the allegations again against him. So he is being accused of allegedly, and I have to say allegedly because like this there nothing happened legally to say that this is true i mean as, as unfortunate as that may sound like you could be sued if you accuse someone or like def defame someone or anything like that so we're going to use allegedly here um if you've listened to any other like anyone else who talks about celeb news and stuff like that they use allegedly a lot so this should not be something new but he was accused of allegedly um sexually assaulting a 17 year old girl who he met via I want to say Twitter again I have not been following this this is all like stuff I literally just read so I could be missing something or misspeaking um, and if I am I'm not trying to do it on purpose but uh, he allegedly met the girl this happened a few years ago like five years I don't, I don't want to say the exact time, but this happened a few years ago. He was 20 um, when this happened. So however old he is, I think he's like mid to late 20s now. So it's been at least five years since this happened. He was 20 when it happened. She was 17. Apparently the age of consent, and I believe this happened in New York, is 17. I don't know how much I agree with that. I believe like anyone under 18 is a child and therefore still need their parents consent so i still consider them a minor and there is that but i don't know we can spend we can talk about age and consent and all that and um we can spend a while on that because there are various ways you can dissect that to dissect this especially since I do talk about a lot of um, like teen, young adult um, movies and TV shows, I just feel like I should point that out. But um, essentially, back to the main point, which is that he is accused of sexually assaulting her and she likes p 
put this out on Twitter and tweet. And he came out and said that that was not true. Like they had a consensual relationship and then they broke up and he did not handle the breakup well. So like, this is one of those things where like, as someone on the outside looking in, I have no clue. I don't even want to say what my opinions may or may not be just based on like how super hypersensitive the environment of society is right now. Like I can say one thing that people don't agree with and then everyone could just freak out. So like, I have no clue. I don't know. But those are allegations. Nothing has legally happened to um, like, there was nothing legally that has happened. She put out this on Twitter. I don't, I don't know if any, any charges or anything were filed. Like I honestly do not know, but this is what happened. Um, it all started in 2020. So it's been over a year since this first came up, it kind of died down. And now that the movie's out, now it's coming up again. And there's that. The one thing that I don't agree with is people who are reviewing the movie from the lens of the allegations and saying like poorly reviewing the movie based on the allegations or poorly reviewing someone's performance in the movie based on the allegations. To me, that's not fair. That's not realistic. Like there at some point in time and I this is why I didn't want to talk about the allegations, but at some point in time, we have to get to a place where we can separate personal, what's going on personally with someone versus like what's going on in the business. And I say that to say, like to make a film, to make a TV show, like it involves multiple people and like my understanding is that by the time the allegations came out like this had already been filmed or something like that so like the timing like if they wanted to um recast also I don't think I think it would have cost way more to recast them versus just to be like oh well it is what it is let's just hope that people come see the movie because it's a great movie um but like it takes so many people to make these things come to life that I just find it so unfortunate that a lot of the times people focus on the one bad seed or the one shitty person to like tank an entire thing when that one person is literally like a fraction of the whole. So I don't know. That was just something that I find very, very frustrating, Um, especially when it takes so many people, like so many people put in like the work, the time, the effort to get something off the ground and then one person from the group like does something shitty and then everyone's like oh that one shitty person did something so everything related to this project is a fail cancel it it's done let's not support it let's not watch it like I don't know I don't agree with that um regardless of like whatever horrible things that um Ansel allegedly did Like, I just don't feel like everyone else should have to pay for those allegations, if that makes sense. So I don't know. It's very, very weird. It's a very, very touchy subject, even for me to talk about, because again, I feel like everyone's just so super, it's um, like everyone's just, everything is super sensitive and heightened and divisive and like, 
it's just even as someone who puts out things into the universe you're always like oh I hope I don't say and you guys hear me say this all the time and a lot of things I talk about like oh I'm not trying to offend anyone or I don't want to say anything that people will find offensive because like you don't want people to come for you but like it's just that's the state that we're in and again I'm all for accountability I talk about it all the time I think if people do shitty things do bad things do illegal things do horrible things there should be consequences but also I think there needs to like we need to also approach things in a way to say like that person's shitty but like the other 2,000 people who worked on this project shouldn't have to go down for this one person who did something shitty so I don't know I'll leave it at that but I don't know what you guys thought about uh, West Side Story. I'm going to give you my grade. My grade is a solid A. A's across the board. Let me know what you guys thought. You can let me know on Discord, on social media, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybusy on Instagram and at currentbusy Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.